Hello. Hi. Okay, this is the first recording I'm making because, um, I don't know, I've always kind of wanted to make a, like, a podcast or some kind of, like, I always thought, like, a radio show would be cool, I think, because I grew up listening to, like, um, with Delilah Radio and, like, the little advice columns, but I don't feel qualified to give advice, so I'm just gonna talk about, like, my, oh, sorry, I'm, like, I'm a little teary because I've been crying because I, like, had this enormous fight with my boyfriend, and then I do this thing that's, like, a, it's, like, cathartic for me, and if I'm angry at someone, I'll make, like, an audio recording of me telling them everything I want them to know, even the really super hurtful and not nice things because I think it'll be cathartic and I can like listen back to it and see am I being crazy or like is this like real like am I like making sense and so I'll make this audio recording with it's basically like you know whenever therapists say if you're angry with someone you should like write them a letter or like like write them a letter with your feelings Uh, well I'm sorry (laughs) I'm like I don't know um, sorry, I'm, like, a little snotty and, like, allergy-y, but, um, basically, like, you know how people say, like, if you're angry with someone, you should, like, write a letter detailing all the things that you're angry about, and so I basically do that, but I do it in audio format because I feel like it's almost like talk therapy. I really recommend if anyone is, like, going through a lot of really difficult emotions, especially, like, in interpersonal relationships for them to do it. Um, but yeah, so this is the first episode. Um, I don't have like a name for it yet. I'm like thinking something like femme cell related because I'm okay. I have a lot of mixed feelings about femme cells and like online femme cell culture and like incel culture as well. Um, but I think part of me really identifies with like the identity of a femme cell because I didn't start dating until I was like 18, which is like not really that late but if you like grew up in a high school and middle school where kids were like really precocious and like started dating early um and you grew up with like an ugly kid complex like that definitely shapes you and like your view of how like like sexually attractive you are or how like romantically like how worthy of romantic interactions you are it really definitely can, like, shape and mold your perception of yourself to, like, not have anyone interested in you until you're 18, which is not, again, not very, like, not actually late, but, I mean, our peers really shape us, and they really shape how we see ourselves, um, and so does media, so does a lot of stuff, so, um, that kind of already had me starting off, like, romantic relationships and everything like really um always feeling kind of late or like a late bloomer or just like on kind of like a last pick like I always felt like very sexually unattractive sexually um inexperienced for like the majority of my early adulthood um made made dating pretty hard because a lot of people like when they go into college they've had like boyfriends or girlfriends a lot of people have had sex um a lot of people have had like just various relationships maybe not like super long-term committed relationships but definitely like sexual experience so 
I'm like like wow it's like the first five minutes and I'm already delving into like my sexual history (laughs) is this therapy um but um anyway so I really have always like kind of identified with fem cells simply because um I mean I never really learned about the fem cell terminology until I was like in my mid-20s but I definitely was like a tumblr girl and I grew up like with that like I grew up a lot in like tumblr circles where there was a lot of discussion about like nim like nymphette and like you know lana del rey and like also like american apparel type indie girlies like um like uh what else like pale blogs and just like this idea of like this like teenage to young adult girl who's like not like she's like I don't know I don't want to say sexually aloof but like a little bit like she's innocent but she's also super sexy and good at sex and she's like beautifully thin but she also is like perfectly curvy and she's like very pale and very like feminine beautiful and I'm I'm a woman of color it always made me feel super weird um but I'm like also someone who has like a lot of like girly girl inclinations I mean I I've always like loved pink and like traditionally feminine type things um so I had like a real inclination towards like the the like girly girly pretty princessy vibes of it um but the fact that it was wrapped up with like such a weird sexual like weird sexual ideology like probably has like shaped me in many ways that I don't really think about very much or that I don't fully understand yet but I mean we'll kind of think about it over the duration of these podcasts. I'm sure it'll come up again. Um, and these podcasts are not going to be all about me. I definitely just want to like go over like various, just like different topics because I, I think like a lot of people have the, I've definitely seen this tweet going around and I, I know like this is a, this is going to be like a pop culture type of podcast, um, but also like occasionally political. And I mean, I'm still learning. I'm still learning from others. So if I say something like stupid or out of pocket, like please email me and tell me why. But also like I'm not perfect. I don't expect anyone to be perfect. And all I can do is like come into whatever space it be you know like the the home of the people who listen to me or you know the people I interact with on a day-to-day basis and like do my best to be earnest and willing to listen to others and like also willing to share my experiences and my truth um anyway so anyway I was going back to how this um is gonna get its name I'm like thinking about something like themsel related but I'm not quite sure because it's very loaded. Femcell and incel are very loaded terms. Um, and I do not agree with a lot of elements of, well, I don't agree with the majority of like incel ideology. Let's just, let's just start there. Um, but I also don't agree with a lot of femcell type things because I am like in many ways, like a traditional feminist. Like I do believe women should have equal rights and um, like autonomy. And I don't think that we should have to like look smacks to like attract like mates who love mates quote unquote who love us or like that I don't know I think like it I think that there is a lot of validity to a lot of femcell like um 
a lot of femme cell topics because well duh it's about like the lived-in experience of being a woman but at the same time it's like I I don't think that the answer is to look smacks and take advantage of how being beautiful in a really misogynistic society can be to our benefit like I don't think that even is really that helpful like a like for our well-being you know like our overall well-being and maybe like fiscally short term if you can make a lot of money off of being hot or like in certain ways like if you can attract a spouse who like loves you and treats you like you're beautiful then maybe that is good for your well-being in the short term but like we're all gonna get old and like hit the wall quote-unquote stupid term um like but I mean we're all like gonna lose our looks like no matter how beautiful you are you're not gonna be beautiful forever and I think people really like don't stop and like think about that you know like like looks are not forever but anyway I'm like totally going off on a tangent um but yeah I think like the other elements of like femme seldom that I kind of identify with is this weird inability to create like long-lasting connected relationships and I mean I say that as someone who's been in I'm sorry I'm like already gonna alienate like a lot of femme cells but I've been in a long-term relationship for four years um but at the same time it's like does that mean that that relationship isn't also affected by patriarchy and lookism and you know like a mountain of other things and does that mean that all my insecurities are gone and that my experiences are gone and I don't feel like the weight of the past or the context that I live in like no so anyway um so that's kind of why sorry if I sorry if you guys hear a lot of mouth noises I don't think I'm like a super drooly person um and I don't really know how to edit I'm literally just recording this um in the park on my phone because I'm staying with my parents right now while I'm in my hometown I travel for work so um I am staying with them for a little bit and then I'm gonna go back out to work I like I rent and like work areas and then I went in between jobs I like go home with my parents for like a little bit and then you know pay them rent for that little time that I'm there and then I work again um you might be able to guess my profession but um I might go into that in another episode I just am kind of nervous too because I do for for the moment want to remain anonymous I don't know if I'll like reveal my identity because I do I I it's not so much that I've I mean, I guess I do value my privacy, but I'm also, I'm going to be honest, I'm more scared of judgment. Like, I'm more scared of not being anonymous because I feel like I'm more scared that people are going to look into my personal life and my, you know, and, you know, like who I date, who I'm friends with, where I work, you know, like that kind of stuff. So I guess it is my privacy, but it's more so I'm afraid of being judged. Totally on, like totally being honest, I'm afraid of being judged. I think a lot more of us are afraid of being judged than we're willing to admit and it's very easy if you're like uh anonymous to come at people in like an unkind way because well no one can look at your past no one can look at your person like look at you and criticize you if you're anonymous criticizing someone who is not um but also I'm my reasons for anonymity are not to tear people down and you know criticize their life from like a safe place like it's more I'm scared of criticism but I do want to reach out to people and I do want to make like make it known that people are not alone if they feel the way I do because I'm be honest like most of the time I feel really fucking alone like I have a few good friends and I do have 
like, I mean, I'm in a relationship, but I have a lot of times when I'm really fucking lonely and I just want other people to, to know that, that, I'm sorry, I'm like tripping up over myself. Um, I want other people to know that, that it, like, that's a reality for me. Um, so if it, like, so I th- I think like if there's like an emotion you feel then you're probably not the only one who's felt it. I mean duh. But <laughs> there's been so many people over like the span of humanity. Someone has definitely felt what you're feeling right now. But it's hard because that doesn't change, you know, if you feel lonely, if you feel disrespected, if you feel disenfranchised, if you feel hurt by something, it doesn't change it to know that someone else goes through it but I hope by doing this I can like talk to others and um kind of like just shed light on maybe a perspective that not a lot of people are hearing or maybe just one that's kind of different from what you might see on like um more popular podcasts or um when you're going through TikTok or Instagram or Twitter um Like, I want it to, like, I feel like there's kind of a loss of, like, perspectives that may be unpopular, and I'm not saying, like, I'm, like, dirtbag left or, like, contrarian alt-right, like, I'm, I I don't know how to describe, like, my political stance, I really do try to approach things with, like, kindness and, like, a general sense of, like, welfare for all, Um, like, I want all to, like, be able to experience, like, a sense of well-being and general general equality I don't I don't know I'll like go I don't want to go too into politics because I I think like politics is kind of fucked and I'm not saying that in like a nihilistic we should do nothing kind of way but um I'll kind of go into like my politics over time I want to do that when I'm like sitting down with like a paper with like bullet points and I put more thought into it this is kind of just off the dome um but anyway um yeah, so I don't like I've I don't know. This this is me. Um yeah, it's I think my my name might have something to do with being anon cuz I'm going to be anonymous. Um but yeah, I just I think that one of the things that I've learned by going through like Reddit, I mean, oh, Reddit. I know Reddit is like a lot, but I one one of the things I've got learned through going like through several Reddit boards and through um like anon boards uh, is that there are a lot of people who feel like me or who have felt like similar feelings or empathize or understand with what I'm going through. So I think that like vocalizing it and making it into a podcast kind of makes it, I don't know about accessible to like a different, different reach of people, but definitely makes it just like put out there in a different format, you know? Um, but yeah, so the thing, the kind of things that I want to talk about in this podcast are kind of far reaching. Um, a big one will like probably be relationships. This is not a relationship podcast by any means. Um, and I probably won't go super into depth into my personal one, but I, I'll, I'll probably share details that I wouldn't share with people in my life. Um, but probably just not identifying details, but definitely stuff that has been weighing on my heart. And, you know, I think other other women, other people might be able to identify with. Um, I also want to talk about like elements of, I mean, the, the main thing is this is kind of like a, 
a women-centric podcast, so I'll talk about, you know, things that affect, like, women, um, things that affect us in our relationships with other women, with our families, with our um, partners, whether they be men or other women or, or um, like, someone who identifies otherwise. Um, I kind of want to talk about, like, you know, things that harm us and we we may not be super aware of it like cultural phenomenas that are harmful or cultural phenomenas that are just really prevalent and whether they have harmful elements or helpful elements or both you know I think what I really want to do is like sit down and kind of dissect these like cultural phenomenas that I see and I spent a lot of fucking time on social media and the internet like I am definitely chronically online unfortunately so um we'll definitely be hearing about a lot of internet phenomena um so I apologize if you're not a chronically online loser, but if you're listening to a podcast from like a femcell anonymous random girl, then I'm assuming that you might be chronically online as well, but maybe you're not. You're just kind of curious about what losers do when they're online. So, um, and I don't mean that in like a, I hate myself, like I'm on the verge of like a mental collapse kind of thing, but I, I kind of like do feel like a loser a lot of the time but I think a lot of people do because I think social media is so I mean it's not a it's not a news like it's not a news flash like news like social media is like really fucking fake um but I think a lot of people like see it all the time and it really like wears on you especially if it's like people who are in your life and they have really curated beautiful social media and you feel like a loser next to them or they seem to have like a really wonderful enchanted life um that can really wear on you so yeah I'm gonna kind of talk about why like I think like the basis of this podcast is like why do girls have low self-esteem um yeah there's a lot of reasons but I, I don't think that's the only thing don't this is not this is also, I want to clarify, this podcast is not meant to replace psychiatric help. You should see a therapist. Um, but also, um, if you don't feel like you're getting good good stuff out of therapy, like, maybe consider seeing a different one. Because finding a good, I'm going to say this, like, right off the dome, like, getting a good therapist is really fucking hard. Like, it's really hard to find someone who you feel like sees you and understands the context that your like mental illness or your emotional or mental problems exist in so just don't don't um don't feel like you need to stick with a therapist just because you've been with them forever um but also if your therapist is making you feel like like, if you feel bad after therapy, it might be working. <laughs> like, it sucks. Like, your your therapist should be forcing you to face difficult realities. Not force, but, like, they should be helping you um, face uncomfortable realities. Um, but uh, if you just feel like... If going to therapy makes you feel like you're not being heard and, like, you're... you're you don't feel like you're getting anything new out of it, like, you, you feel like... I think one of the things that um, that is like the reason I've switched therapists before is if I feel like I'm being told things and I'm not 
having a two-way conversation because sometimes I feel like I've had therapists in the past and I express how I'm feeling and like this real distress that I'm having and they'll tell me and like reason through it with me but that doesn't change that I feel the way I do and that doesn't really even get to the root of it because yeah like this thing is causing this distress and maybe maybe like objectively like this thing is not a big deal I'm overblowing it you know does telling me that really help like instead of like I don't know validating emotions and trying to see well why do you feel that way you know like what what are the feelings behind it like your therapist should always be trying to find out why um and if they're not like if they're just being like well I think you're I think you're kind of looking at it the wrong way which like fair like sometimes it really is that simple um but if you're leaving therapy feeling like unseen or like like it's unfinished and like not every therapy session is perfect I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that I'm not gonna pretend like the really successful therapeutic relationships I've had every single session has been perfect because I've definitely had some where I felt like we were just kind of filling the space like I was like uh I don't really feel like this session is going anywhere like I've had like elements like that but I've also had like better weeks and worse weeks and I will say like a therapeutic like a really good therapeutic relationship and a really good therapist or psychiatrist will make you feel very seen and very heard or will will try like will put in a real attempt to make you feel that way um but again some sometimes it's just not a good match sometimes maybe they don't know enough about your specific trauma or your specific you know mental illness or like the context of your culture or your previous experiences or maybe you just don't relate to them like maybe they are like like I I really struggle to relate to like male therapists um especially because I have a lot of emotional issues related to being female (laughs) um I have a lot of emotional relation like a lot of emotional issues and mental issues related to like my identity as a woman and I'm not a trans woman I am a cis woman um but I have just a lot of issues with like my femininity and not like not feeling good enough as a woman and feeling like a like I was born the wrong gender because I fail at being a woman which is like doesn't mean I'm a trans man it just means that there's really fucking rigid standards for femininity and really rigid standards for like being a woman and I think like I'm like very hesitant to go into like gender dysphoria as a topic because I have I feel like I have opinions that could be misconstrued as transphobic um but I'm not like I don't think I am because I think one of the things um I think because I know people who have detransitioned, like, I kind of want to discuss that. Um, But I also, I mean, I'm anonymous, who gives a shit? (laughs) Um, But I think, I I do want to go into it because I think one of the things about being a woman is, like, there's such rigid standards and being, like, the reality of being a woman is really fucking awful sometimes. So I think a lot of people, especially young people, are so overwhelmed and horrified by it that they maybe think that like transitioning is the answer which is not to say that that trans people are not valid that gender dysphoria is not valid because it is and I do like I mean there are trans people who transition and live their entire life not as they're assigned at birth gender as their um as their identified gender um but that's not to say that 
detransition people do not exist because they def- definitely do. Um, and I, I think it would be cool to talk about that, but I would feel uncomfortable approaching it without someone within the trans community to talk about it with. Sorry, y'all. My car. I'm in my car. <laughs> I'm at the park. I just wanted to turn it on because it's super fucking hot in Texas. Um, but yeah, I just, as you can tell, my car is really fucked. <laughs> It just makes a lot of noises. Don't worry about me, though. It's fine. Um, But yeah, I just... Those are kind of the topics and kind of the basis for this podcast. I don't have any real specific topics for this one. But I think I'm just going to kind of share, like... um, Oh, I kind of shared stuff about me. And I... I'm gonna skedaddle.